0: Good morning, everybody. Today we are in chapter 18 of 1 Kings, probably the most famous story, best known story from the life of the prophet Elijah, the confrontation between God and the prophets of Baal, the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel, and after three years, the end of the drought and so on. So this is a well-known story. Any student of the Bible has read this many times. Um, But the confrontation between God and these false prophets on Mount Carmel, that is not what spoke to me this time. When When I was reading it, what really spoke to me was verse 10, verse 10 of chapter 18. Now, the setting for verse 10 is that God had told Elijah it was time for him to stop hiding from Ahab and go confront the king. Again. And um, Ahab, this wicked king, had a servant named Obadiah. Not Obadiah the prophet you find later in the Old Testament, but a man named Obadiah who was over Ahab's household. Think of him as a steward in the New Testament. We would read he, he would be a steward. So he was over Ahab's household. But even though Ahab and Jezebel were were wicked, Obadiah was not. At the end of verse 3 says, Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. So he was a man of God. And actually, when Jezebel had ordered the execution of God's prophets, uh, Obadiah had hidden and protected 100 of them. Uh, Providing them water and food. So he was a man of God. And um, Obadiah is out on an assignment given to him by King Ahab when when Elijah walks up to him. So Elijah's on his way to confront Ahab again and, and he bumps into Obadiah. And he tells Obadiah to go tell Ahab, I'm looking for him, okay, that Elijah is here. And Obadiah is a little bit hesitant because he's afraid if he goes and tells King Ahab that Elijah is here and then Elijah disappears, goes somewhere else. And when Ahab comes to that spot and doesn't find Elijah, that Ahab will be angry and will kill Obadiah because that's how wicked Ahab was. But, but Elijah says, don't worry, I'm going to talk to him today. That's, that's not going to happen. But what caught me is verse 10. And when, when Obadiah is explaining his concern, uh, to, to Elijah, what he says in verse 10 is this: As the Lord your God lives, there is no nation or kingdom where my master, King Ahab, has not sent to search for you. So Ahab had sent people to all the surrounding nations looking for Elijah. Because remember, this all started. With the very first verse in chapter 17, when Elijah confronted Ahab the king for his sin, and said, "God's not going to send rain until God says otherwise," and then God sent Ahab away, or Elijah rather, away to hide him and protect him at the brook and and the widow's house until it was time to be confronted again, three and a half years later. So during that three plus years, King Ahab had left no stone unturned to find Elijah once the drought started. I mean, he was trying to capture Elijah. So there is no nation or kingdom where my master is not sent to search for you, thinking that Elijah has run off to one of these other countries and asked the leaders or the kings of those countries to protect him from Ahab. And then Obadiah said in the middle of verse 10, and when they said, the kings, the leaders of these other countries, when they said, he is not here, he's not in our country, he's not in this city, he, Ahab, made the kingdom or nation swear that they could not find you. I mean, so, so here's the point. For over three years, Ahab had been searching everywhere and with intensity to find the prophet Elijah and had failed. Why? Why could he not find him? (laughs) Because God was hiding Elijah. And where did God hide Elijah? In those humble places we talked about um, yesterday. Notice back in chapter 17, yesterday's reading, verse 2, after he confronted Ahab the first time, The word of the Lord came to him to Elijah, saying, Go away from here, turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook of Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. God directed Elijah to go to that humble place and hide as a way of protecting him from Ahab, who was searching for him. And when the drought had caused that brook to dry up, In verse 8 of chapter 17 that we read yesterday, God, uh, verse 8, The word of the Lord came to him to Elijah, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. And that's where he stayed for the next uh, however long the time period was. And then in chapter 18, verse 1, now it happened after many days, and we know that from chapter 17, verse 1 to chapter 18, verse 1, we know from the book of James, chapter 5, it was three and a half years. The word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, go, show yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the face of the earth. So what's what's the lesson? What, What spoke to my heart is that You know how yesterday we talked about sometimes God uses humble circumstances and and humble people to accomplish his purpose. God was hiding uh, Elijah. God was hiding and protecting Elijah from this wicked king Ahab during these three and a half years of drought in that humble place and in that humble widow's house. See, God always knows what he's doing. Ahab was looking for him in the palaces of surrounding countries. That's not where God hid him. God knows what he's doing. Why would you ever be afraid to follow the the directions and the instructions of God? See, sometimes God asks us to do things that other people think are silly. I mean, Ahab never expected Elijah to be living, hiding in some place like that. Sometimes people just think, "What? God knows what he's doing, so trust him. God does not always do things the way people normally expect. But when God asks you to do something, <laughs> you may not fully get it, but that's okay because God sees what you don't and God knows what he's doing. Bless it to be the name of the Lord. Trust him. Trust him. I'll see you tomorrow.